I'm Seth. And I'm Jonathan. And welcome to No Experts Allowed. You know what we love? The Bible. You know what we don't love? When people use the Bible to scare or hurt others instead of allowing it to transform them and their communities. So we're trying something different. Two Bible nerds hosting a podcast that isn't about technical details, but is about two simple questions. What's the story and what's the point? One of us will prepare for the conversation. Let's call them the non-expert. The other will respond to the story as they hear it. We'll call them, and you, the storyteller. So we can show you that you don't need to be an expert to hear the Bible speak to our world. Join us. Let's tell a good story today. Hello, Jonathan. How are you? Seth, happy new year to you. Thank you. I'm excited for 2021. Can only can only go up, right? I feel like I've thought that every new year for the past like five years, so I hope so. <laughs> Especially after last year, I really like I hope so. Yeah. It's nice to be able to talk about twenty twenty in the past tense, even though we're still wrestling with and dealing with a lot of the issues. There's something something refreshing and new about it. Have you made any New Year's resolutions? No, I usually don't. I haven't this year. Yeah, I'm still just, not sure. I like the language of New Year's intentions better. Yeah, rather same. than resolutions. Like this is the, this is something I'm going to try. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Well, I have another question for you. Okay. What would you do in this particular situation? Would you want to never die and live forever? Or not live forever, but everyone around you thinks you're going to live forever? <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to live forever. So I guess, so, my, my so, guess, my, I guess I'm just going to disappoint everyone, which is also <laughs> something that I don't want to do. I don't know. There's just a sense of I feel like there's going to be a time where I'm ready to move on to what's next. And in this case, I have I found something that supersedes my priority to not disappoint people. <laughs> people. And that's apparently this... to die at some point. <laughs> I'm with you. I do not yeah. want to live forever. Mm. But people would probably just be shocked. I don't know if they'd be... I guess they'd be disappointed. I feel like they'd be mostly surprised. I guess, yeah. Do you have the option of, like, telling them along the way, like, stop. I'm not going to, like... <laughs> This is not going to happen, but everyone's like, no, you're going to live forever. Like, yeah, I think you do in this in this okay. scenario. Man. Yeah. That sounds terrible. <laughs> well, then buckle up for our reading for this week. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh. I don't know what to say. Like, okay. Maybe I should just read it then. Yeah, How about just, that? Yeah, just read it. This is... All right. This is John chapter 21, beginning in verse 20 from the Common English Bible. Peter turned around and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following them. This was the one who had leaned against Jesus at the meal and asked him, Lord, who's going to betray you? When Peter saw this disciple, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about him? Jesus replied, If I want him to remain until I come, what difference does that make to you? 
you must follow me. Therefore, the word spread among the brothers and sisters that this disciple wouldn't die. However, Jesus didn't say he wouldn't die, but only, if I want him to remain until I come, what difference does that make to you? This is the disciple who testifies concerning these things and who wrote them down. We know that his testimony is true. Jesus did many other things as well, but if all of them were recorded, I imagine the world itself wouldn't have enough room for the scrolls that would be written. I have the opportunity to watch your face as you read this, and you just look shocked now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty dumbfounded. Can you stall for me for a second and tell me why you chose the Common English Bible for our our reading this week? I I can try and stall for as long as possible. So I chose the Common English Bible. A, because this is a strange and complicated passage. Yes. <laughs> and what I really wanted was something that made it at least as readable as possible. Something okay. that, that kind of smoothed over some of the weird language that can be confusing. Yeah. Uh, to try and at least bring it as much, bring as much light to it as a translation itself sure. can possibly do. And yeah. I think the CEB does that. And it also makes it as readable and loud as possible. Okay. Just tell me, just give me your initial thoughts. Okay. My initial thoughts is I feel like I'm watching the like closing scene to a movie without having seen anything else. You know, like, (laughs) you know, the question that prompts Jesus's answers about John living forever is (laughs) Peter asking, Lord, what about him? And, I'm just like, what about him? What? What? What about him? (laughs) So I feel like there's some pieces of information that might help shed a little more light on what's going on here. But honestly, the last verse here, the end of the Gospel of John, is one of my favorites. I think Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful reflection on the life and ministry of Jesus. And is the rare example, although not so rare in John, like the rare exa- example in scripture of like this poetic speculation about the life of Jesus, like imagining things beyond the life of Jesus rather than what's contained in the gospels themselves. And we so often treat them as like exhaustive biographies mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. say within them themselves that there's so much more that Jesus said that Jesus did that we don't even know about. So that self-reference to things beyond the gospel is really powerful. And I think, I think it's rendered really beautifully, too. Me, too. That line always kind of strikes me, especially what a way to end your gospel, right? Like, you get to the end and you say, okay, there, like there's yeah. even more. And yeah. I'm not... I don't know whether, at the end of John, I don't know whether or not to be, like, disappointed with that. Like, oh, my gosh, there's another one? <laughs> <laughs> or... I mean, I'm really interested to read it. But it's kind of how I feel about the fact that the memoir that Barack Obama just released is like 800 pages long. And it's like part one. It only goes up (laughs) through the mission to kill Osama bin Laden. (laughs) It's like, this is amazing. Wait, there's more? Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. There's most of your presidency? I'm just... That's kind of how I'm feeling that you could respond to this, especially after the Gospel of John, 
with its like (laughs) long theological reflections and its big pieces of prose and like even poetic dialogue and it's all this stuff get to the end of it and you feel feel like you finished this like epic novel and they're like wait there's another one yeah (laughs) (laughs) well the good news both about Barack Obama's book is that you can get it on on as an audiobook mm-hmm. with him reading it. Oh yeah, which is amazing. I can't imagine how long that took him to do. Yeah, <laughs> read. <laughs> and he he read his speech pattern is pretty slow. I wonder how he reads the book. Yeah, like if it's just as slow. The other good news is I want to shed just a little bit of light on this kind of weird Thank you. cryptic <laughs> passage at the very end. Most scholars see this this very last chapter as a whole, and especially this section, as written after John the Evangelist dies. Mm. And it's a way to kind of clean up what people thought about John. People thought that he probably wouldn't die he wouldn't die until jesus returned so there's this discrepancy between what people think is going to happen to john and jesus imminent return but then john passes away so this probably gets tacked on at the end after john does pass away like in an attempt honestly to to kind of smooth it over right to say jesus says no i never said that he wouldn't pass away I didn't say that he wouldn't die, but only if I want him to remain until I come. What difference does that make to you, Peter? Yeah. And I know it was a pretty common thought among the early Christians that Jesus' return was imminent. (laughs) And there's this sense here that there was that later realization. Kind of like you see in some of the writings that are attributed to Paul, but seem to come a little later because they don't emphasize that near arrival or that near second coming of christ they're more so talking about the long term and what happens to people who have died and the -hmm. questions become a little different and it seems like there's some wrestling with that that reality here too in whatever community this this gospel was written for and I, i think you're you're hitting it exactly right right it's kind of this wrestling with what happens now that john does die and then it gets added at the end of it, of the gospel. Yeah. It's still just a, like kind of a complicated section. I'm always interested in John's use of the disciple whom Jesus loved. Because most scholars will say it's John. John's writing about himself. But I read one time, and I honestly, I wish I could remember where, that it might be a rhetorical device for the reader. So when it talks about the one who Jesus loved, who runs to the tomb first, who beats Peter there, like who realizes that the tomb's empty before Peter? Well, it might be John, but in the narrative, it's the reader. So I've been trying, I've been kind of wrestling with this passage. Like, what if we read this as us? Huh. That, was, that was kind of a big question. <laughs> no, that's that's in- that's really interesting, and like, I, I I'm. I'm hard-pressed to believe that theory, though, because of how insistent that passage that you mentioned is about 
the fact that the disciple who Jesus loved is faster, is than, faster Peter, than Peter. It feels like someone who wants to reiterate that fact and make sure people knew that they were faster than Peter. <laughs> but I, I, I do think that's a really interesting exploration. And if it is about us, it, Jesus almost feels a little crass about our death. It's like, yeah, does it matter if you die before you come back? It's fine. What difference does it make? Yeah, that's what he tells Peter, right? He's yeah. like, what do you like? Why? Why do you care? I keep reading it as us instead of the disciple whom Jesus loved. Yeah, right. So Peter asks him, Lord, what about them? What about the people reading? Jesus says, if I want them to remain until I come, what difference does that make to you, Peter? Oh, I just, man, it's so, it's just really, it's like a fascinating thought experiment to me. But I also wonder, it makes me ask what, both what people will say about me when I die, and kind of like what rumors will circulate about me. In our passage, right, the rumor about John is that he's he's going to live forever. Hmm. Well, I don't think that's going to be the rumor about me. I'm like I'm fairly healthy, but not the portrait of health. <laughs> I don't think anybody's convinced I'm going to live forever. But like, what will they say about me when I when I get older? Like, maybe about my ministry, about what I did when I was younger, hmm. about what what i've built and it, it like is it going to carry on it makes me ask like those kind of weird questions that i might prefer not to think about sure that's interesting it's a, like this invitation to consider our own legacy in one that seems to at least conclude with some thoughts about jesus's legacy too yeah exactly there are things that have not been known or at least aren't included in john that are still important still really meaningful and formative yeah and what i guess another question about us again is what part of our story will be lost right hmm. like to our to our grandchildren and we can ask that same question about jesus what part of jesus story has been has been lost to time you know unfortunately hmm. for us right do you have any Feel I was oh. going to say, it feels like we're on the yeah, on the verge of a what's the point kind of conversation. Yeah, I agree. I was just going to ask you if you had any more thoughts about our weird passage or if you wanted to talk more about No, I think I'm ready, I think I'm ready to move on to talk about <laughs> death. <laughs> <laughs> Which we both decided is is the preferable option to living forever. Mm -hmm. We both Fair. said that we... Interesting connection to this passage, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then, here's a question for you. Is there something that you hope people say about you after you pass away? Hmm. I know I know, we're both, like, fairly young. It's probably, probably a little early. If I was going to eulogize you, what would you want me to put in there? Well, nothing like embarrassing, but... Okay, well... Gotta have, uh, a, gotta have at least one embarrassing story in the old gym. Yeah, that's true. I don't know what material would be left either if you didn't. Just <laughs> kidding. Um, 
time. I feel like this took a no. It this was... took a turn. This was like a this is crazy passage about John. People think he's not gonna die, and then I was just like, okay, what do you want me to say about you? Your eulogy, and it was like very quick. So I apologize for that. I think the two things that come to mind are wanting to be remembered as someone who who cared deeply like about especially about people but also someone who worked for what's right and like worked to make things better i also like hope people think i'm funny and like me but <laughs> like in terms of the things that i think are in my mind when i go about my life and think about a longer term impact that i might want to have it's questions of how do how do I show that I care and how do I work towards making things more fair, more equitable, more just, whether that be in my interpersonal interactions or opportunities on a larger scale too. Those are things that are important to me. What about you? I guess I would like people to remember me as someone who showed God's love in my daily life like someone who embodies the 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 joy and the love that god has uh, for creation Hmm. and it's kind of funny (laughs) (laughs) i've done i've done enough embarrassing things that that can there's definitely a story that can work into my eulogy (laughs) somewhere yeah they can put something embarrassing that i've done Hmm. Like at George at George H W Bush's eulogy, they told a story about he was on the campaign trail, and he shook the hand. He was shaking all these people's hands like down the line, and he shook a mannequin's hand, and he realizes it, and he turns to her to the person next to him and goes, "Well, you never know." And then he just keeps <laughs> shaking hands. <laughs> I'm like, that's amazing. <laughs> that is far less embarrassing than this past year when. Michael Bloomberg was videoed shaking a dog, a dog's hand. Well, he tried to greet a dog by like just grabbing its face and shaking it like it was a hand. Oh my god! <laughs> so, far less, far less embarrassing in my mind. I think yeah, that's true. Well, Seth, with if I could ask a follow-up question, sure. You know, we're at the onset of a new year, which, right, uh, rightly so or not, is often associated with new beginnings and picking up new habits and practices but like what are the things as you look ahead to this next season of your life that you want to do to work towards that end yeah i've been thinking a lot about this just kind of kind of as a general practice but sometimes i'm in so much of a hurry right i just want to get in do whatever i want and you know when accomplish what i want and then get out and I guess my question is like, how can I linger a little bit, mm. like show some joy, show that I care, and how can I still balance that with like accomplishing something, right? So that's maybe my my large scale intention for twenty twenty one. It's like, how can I slow down mm. to be with people? Yeah, I really resonate with that too, and and just with things that I know are on the horizon for me this year. There's a lot of work that I'm doing for the future. Um, I plan later this year to apply for full ordination in the United Methodist Church. 
process that's looking forward. A lot of work, though, mm-hmm. thinking about more education and what that might look like and a lot that's drawing me past the present moment. And I really like that, that idea of what does it mean to linger? Maybe that's going to be my my word for the year and my, my hope for the year, too, is what it means to stick around a little bit longer than I might otherwise. That seems like, like a good a good intention for us to, to share together. I Does that mean we should make our podcast episodes longer? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I don't think so. No. We, can, we can stay on the call a little bit longer after yeah. we finish recording. <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, maybe we should make a commitment to talking a little bit about how our lingering is going. Yeah. Like even, like even so other, our listeners can hear. I, I respect and appreciate that. I can, Let's do I, it. Okay. Deal. I can admit to not doing a good job, but I'll have to do it on air, which might help me. Which might be the push that I need to do it a little bit, at least a little bit better. Yeah. I wonder, while we're just thinking about this idea of lingering, how many of the stories of Jesus lingering get lost? Because those aren't the real exciting ones. Yeah. Right? Like, if you were going to write a gospel, are you going to put Jesus lingering? Are you going to put him, like, toppling tables and healing people's vision? (laughs) Well, it's just, it feels so, so attentive, right? That's the the thing that's coming to mind for me. And honestly, the time that it's taking, it would take, maybe. It also seems to really stand in contrast to how do we, how we interact with people these days, too. It's almost dangerous to linger. And that's not necessarily mm-hmm. what I'm advocating mm-hmm. for. It's to just like go out in public and breathe on everybody right now. But <laughs> but more so, what are the ways that we can slow down and be in spaces, physical or otherwise, that allow for us to have meaningful, if accidental, encounters with other people that may lead to something profound. We're in, you know, in a non-pandemic time, we're a people who are constantly on the go and now we are on the go to try to keep ourselves safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only space I've really been lingering in is like my living room lately. <laughs> uh, but, but I think there's something really counter to this moment, this moment in time at the beginning of 2021 where stopping, slowing down and committing to being present is really profound and really challenging too. People can eulogize us and talk about our lingering. Yeah. I hope so. I know. Same. Same. Was there anything else you wanted to share? I don't think so. This has been both a great conversation and a weird passage. <laughs> <laughs> I think it just goes to show you, though, that with the right attention... And the right intention. These kinds of conversations can come about if you if you have an honest exploration of of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I hope that for folks that may be tuning in, if connecting more with God through Scripture is something that you want, I hope this podcast not only helps you do that, but also inspires you to be able to do that in other places too. 
That's a good place to end. Will you pray with me? That'd be great. Loving God, as your servant John passed away, so too will we. Like John, help us to use our lives, lips, and lingering to tell about your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. To our listeners, thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe and tune in for our next episode. Jonathan, what story will we tell next week? Next week, we are headed back to the very beginning. And I mean the very beginning. We are looking at Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. But until then, leave us a review and find us on Twitter and Instagram to continue the conversation. Thanks for walking us through that story, Seth. Thanks for helping me tell it.